Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. We've got a good one for you today. But first, how you doing, Sue and Corey? Great. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. It is It is nearing now, at least when we're recording this, it is nearing like, we're like two weeks from school starting for our kids. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is so crazy. So we're in August and it is, it's hot out there. Yeah. Um, and it's time to start getting those backpacks figured out and the school clothes. I can't. Yeah. No, I can't. Um, but things are good. Emergency remodel. I'll give you guys an update on that. Yes. Um, yes. One of the bathrooms is getting cabinetry on this week. Crazy. <gasps> Kudos, Sue. That's so, exciting. Yeah, paint is going up. We have the cans of paint. That's going up, I think, tonight. Oh, nice. And then cabinetry on Friday. So great. So like yeah, tile is done? Or? Tile's done. Everything's been like patched. It's been drying. It's primed. It's ready to paint. Wow. And then cabinetry will go in and then... And then they can template and then it'll be another eight to 10 weeks. <laughs> Wait, that long yeah. for yeah. a countertop? Wow. From a boneyard? Yeah. That feels like too long. I know. I should talk to my installers. I feel like you Typically should it's call like in two a to three personal weeks? favor. Oh no. She said they'll try and get me in sooner than later. It's yeah. 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 It's European marble. Yeah. It's great. They have really pretty bone. Uh, so boneyard. So pretty. not a lot of countertop places have. So boneyard guys is when like there's extra remnants of countertop material that weren't used for that home. Mm -hmm. And so some countertop places will have like the said boneyard of remnants. And that's like, if we have a small project, that's where we'll go just to see like what interesting things do they have? Cause there's usually something exotic in there. Yeah. And so I think I have like a piece of Patagonia, I think it's either tourmaline or Patagonia going in the boys bath. And then I got this, I sent you the picture, you guys, it's Gosh. ridiculous. My bathroom this like little tiny master one is like mint green. So it's it going to be so fun. It feels like semi-precious stone. It's so gorgeous. It's green, like, is it jade? Is rivers. it? It's so pretty. It's like and the color rock. is so pure uh -huh. and it doesn't have like big chunks of different rocks in it. It's just like 100% pure DNA, whatever this stuff is. It's a, it's a purebred. Oh, sure. And Suzanne in her cabinetry, in her primary bath, she's doing burl wood on the fronts. With this green countertop. It's going to be so pretty. And then this You're mint gonna tile with like mint walls. Look like a billionaire. Probably. Get ready. What People are going to ask you for small business loans <laughs> or big business loans, actually. <laughs> bath, I dig so that small, back. You <laughs> You're going to look so wealthy. Like, I'm going to ask you for a loan. <laughs> it's such a small bath. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's the, but the finishes so are like... Uh, like you have to take a rocket to get there. It's so out of this world. It's amazing. No. And it's, yeah, it's been fun. Like just being in creation. Yeah. And just like there's, since it's a remodel, mm -hmm. there's always something unexpected. So even like when we were laying the tile, you know, we saw this like area where water could like be leaking. And so I'm like, well, I guess we're going to do a marble base and we're going to take that to the height of the, mm -hmm. of the thing. And then I should find a liner. Ooh, I should find a liner. I'm going to find a blue liner. And so mm -hmm. now we're like tracing the place with a blue liner and kind of drawing the stripe. So pretty. And yeah, it's been really, really fun. It's amazing. The countertop, the green. I'm showing Corey wow. a picture of the countertop. Yeah. And then is it so a good. walnut burl that you're doing on the. Yeah, I think so. That's amazing. I just sent him a picture and said, this is what I'd like. What do you think? <laughs> so it, yeah, that's awesome. That it, this, this looks like you. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. hundred percent, which I feel like is a perfect foray that we won't foray yet 
into our topic today. Bring it back. Which is um, about the HDTV article that's making our homes boring and sad and not us at all. So Suzanne working on these bathrooms is like the most Sue, pure, 100% undiluted Suzanne Hall there is. And then you could add a lot of water and feed a lot of passion for the thousands. But this is like the purest form of Suzanne Hall there is. It's so gorgeous. And you feel right at home. But yet other people... I think we'll be drawn to it because it's, it's interesting. And so anyway, we'll get into that. Let's real fast. Let's get a recap of how you guys are doing. And then we're going to hop into some deep stuff y'all. Yeah. So Corey. new. Oh, me, me. Yeah. Well, first off, Corey and I are both in Leo season. We are. We are both Leos Mm -hmm. and we are just swimming around in the warm water of being a Leo. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Doesn't it? Isn't it just like the dreamiest? I love it. I feel like I can get the most done. I was, I'm the busiest. (laughs) I don't know why around my birthday. Uh huh. I have no idea. That's fascinating. Thinking back to last year, like I was gone a ton. Yeah. Uh, this year I was in Indonesia for my birthday. Yes, you um, were. And that was amazing. And Corey experienced not one, but two birthday cakes from the <laughs> Indonesians. That is true. Was, yes. Um, I don't really know if you've ever had your face, a picture of yourself on your own birthday cake, Aww. but yeah, if you have it, you should. <laughs> yeah. Was it also one of the birthday cakes made of like a million pancakes or Oh no! Layers that was, of that was that was a dessert at the yeah at the dinner that we went to. Oh, okay. It was like a ton of it were like fried pancakes with Nutella and then something else in the center. High five! Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so um, awesome. Yeah. yeah, Corey got celebrated Indonesian style. I did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I'm just always for, for whatever reason, I'm always busy You're just I, in your hive, yeah. your little busy beehive and, and doing something. That's how I like it. Mm-hmm. That's how I like my life to be. Cause yeah. I'm always, you yeah. know, I don't know. I'm occupied. Yeah. I don't get bored. Your like, frequency is like pure and you're humming and you're going and mm-hmm. things are happening for you and it feels good. The energy's good. Yeah. Maybe it's, I always yeah. say yes. Cause I'm always just like invigorated, you know, around my birthday Leo mm-hmm. season and I just say yes to everything. Yeah. That's probably I like Leo it. Season. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, this is really fun. Yeah, it is okay, fun. So you just got back from Indonesia, celebrated yep. your birthday with pancakes. Do you want to tell the people anything about Indonesia? I mean, most of us won't go there in our lifetime. I predict I will mm-hmm. go in my lifetime, but a lot of people might not. So one thing I didn't realize is that it's on the equator. Yeah. So it's just like the same weather all year round. Yeah. Like uh, they said the coldest it ever gets is like 72 degrees. Crazy. And then still has some humidity. So mm-hmm. when we were there, it was like low 90s, 85% humidity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> warm like 85 uh, let's say that one more time yeah <laughs> it's hot it was it was pretty crazy yeah. um and most places don't have air conditioning like the airport no air conditioning and then most people in their homes only have mini splits do you know what those are mm-hmm. it's basically like a wall unit like oh, yeah. air conditioning system just in every room like the attic um even like the, like the lake house yeah like expensive mm-hmm. nice homes just mm-hmm. the, the one that we went in was just had mini splits everywhere so um, it's really warm and I think by like four days, like Adam and I were like getting used to it. We were like in one of the factories and we were like, this isn't as bad. Like we were like still sweating, but we were fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. your sweat was starting to cool and dry and yeah. you're like, this feels good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, What's crazy is that Adam was like, oh yeah, Corey and I played pickleball outside in the hundred percent heat and humidity like 5 p.m so it was like the hottest time of the That's day so yeah fun, though. yeah and we were 
both just West. gassed like Leo like, season. Yeah, we were so Leo season. crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a ton of fun though. Going with Adam was a blast. I feel like we were always laughing, always making jokes. Like he's very personable, like talking to people. And so I didn't feel like I had to be, you uh-huh. know, that the guy. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was great to go with Adam. Like he was, was awesome. yeah, he was awesome. So fun. Adam is my other half mm-hmm. for those who don't know. So Corey and Adam Bennett went over to Indonesia to go check on our factories that make the Jay Bennett collection. And it was just so cool for them to be there live and we met awesome people. It yeah, was great. You loved it, right? Yeah. Loved yeah. It. I, I actually miss it. I, oh, I love so being home cool. with my family, obviously, but I like miss being Maybe out there. And like going out. somewhere and like feeling a different culture and feeling like their warmth and like, yeah, yeah. everyone just like embrace you guys. Yeah. That's really great. And we were walking yeah. through the mall and people were just like, what's the mall like in Indonesia? They have a super mall, <laughs> which oh, is, good Sounds like Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, honestly, <laughs> the, the biggest kidding. mall I've ever been in when one really cool thing about it, an entire like wing of the mall is mm-hmm. all local vendors. So oh, it's like, that's yeah, way cool. it was really, really cool. That's lot- like kind of our favorite at high point to do that. It's sure. called the temporaries mm-hmm. and you get to see all like the new up and comers that haven't bought like permanent booths or buildings like in high point yet. Are there and like, yeah. And they're just day. passionate and they're excited yeah. and they're just like puppies wagging their tails, you know, mm-hmm. that's our favorite. Yeah. So yeah, I like yeah. the locals part of the mall. That's in, fun. In that part, there was like a pet kind of section, like mm-hmm. a bunch of pet stores, people with just like parrots and just exotic Crazy. animals. It was so the craziest fun. thing. You went That's to the zoo. So cool. Yeah. The in, mall and the zoo. In, yeah. Inside the mall. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah um, they had stages with like bands playing. Like so awesome. it was, what awesome. was the music like in Indonesia? They were playing pop music and I couldn't really tell if they were singing um, in English or not. And I was, I was asking someone like a local there and they were like, yeah, but most of the time, they don't know what the words mean. They just like <laughs> phonetically memorize it, you know, to the melody. So I was like, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, that awesome. Uh, that's cute. Yeah. I love that. It was a blast. The mall was great. Like you can't even walk through. There's so many, so many stores. I wouldn't even know how to guess like over 500 probably. That's awesome. It was insane. It was cool oh, though. that's amazing. I remember when my daughter Jane was little, we would have mommy Jane O'Day on Saturday and we'd just do whatever she wanted to do. And I was driving one day, away from the house. And I was asking her what she wanted to do when she grew up. And I pushed record on my phone while she talked because her little voice was so cute talking about what she wanted to do. So she's probably like six, maybe at the time. And I was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to own my own business. And I was like, that's so cool. What kind of business do you want to have? And she was like, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have a business that's called halves. And and I'm like, okay, what are you going to sell at halves? And she was like, it's going to be half pet store half restaurant. And I was like, Great combo. <laughs> smells <laughs> right. Like I'm like, that's amazing. Uh, and anyway, so we were laughing about it the other day. So I was like, do you remember halves? And she was like, no mom, literally they have cat cafes now, like cafes where you can bring your animals and they can eat while you eat and all these stuff. So she's like, somebody else thought of halves. But when you were talking about the mall, I was like, sounds like halves, but more like a word for like 20 different things, not just two different things where there's like pet stores, bands, people selling stuff. I'm sure there's food in the mix. Yeah. I'm sure the smells are fantastic. Oh, it was, it yeah. was great. Yeah. Like some incense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. A bunch of knockoff, oh. like a whole row of just knockoff stores. It was oh, yeah. crazy. They like to drip. They, they do. Have anything. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So fun. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. So for my Leo season, I have been trying to, so one of the things that Suzanne and I learned from a girlfriend is whatever kind of birthday you want for yourself as an adult, you have to plan it yourself and you have to throw it yourself because nobody's going to throw a birthday for you unless you have some amazing, very thoughtful spouse. Um, but for the most part, our spouses aren't going to think to throw a party for us and think of all the things we'd like to do with all of our friends and make all that happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of got to have a front row seat to this for a couple of years. And then this year I was just like getting excited because we're going to have a dear Alice live event. And we're talking all about entertaining and much like our podcast we did on quiet luxury. We talked about how really the most luxurious thing you can do is to have a dinner party at your own home with the quiet of your own home and the conversation that you get to control and a waiter's not trying to get you out to clear up the table so somebody else can come and you can just sit all night long if you want and chat and nobody's in a hurry and you get to make your own playlist and you get to control the food and everything else. And so I was like, that has just been top of mind as we've been planning our Dear Alice live event, which is coming up. We'll talk about that. Um, but I was like, I want to have a just kind of a dry run of this. I want to have a party in my house with just a few people. I don't want it to be anything big or overwhelming, or I think for my own birthday, I'd be too stressed out. So I just have a few little neighborhood girlfriends coming over and my mom and my sister are coming up because every birthday I always spend with them and we go do girl things. So I'm including um, a little bit of family in with it, a few neighborhood friends, and we are going to have a dinner party at my house. I'm so excited. I've been trying different recipes and thinking about like, what do I want that night to sort of look like and feel like? And Please I just, like. yeah. And I've been just ordering like little things for, um, just for the table and thinking of different activities that I want to do. I don't want to give it all away because Sue Hall is going to be there. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but anyway, it's going to be a fun night with just friends. And I can't wait to just have a little party in my own house for but it's just like, you know, just for the heck of it. It's going to be I so fun. I birthday. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I'm excited for your birthday. I'm so glad. Be really good. Good. I am too. I'm a little bit melancholy because my daughter Jane leaves exactly one week after the dinner party. So the dinner will be like the 12th. And then Jane leaves on the 19th to so go to college. Jane be attending your dinner party? Jane probably wouldn't be as comfortable, but she's for sure invited and she should for sure at least eat the food even if she doesn't want to be in the same room with us so yes yes she'll be in the house so at least I hope she will be yeah. so yeah my baby Jane she's my youngest I have two girls and my oldest is already in college and she lives about a half hour away south of where we live and then my daughter Jane is moving two hours north of where we live and going to Utah State Suzanne and my alma mater where we both went to college and studied design. So I'm excited for her. She's going to study marketing and her, the games begin August 19th. So we'll be I moving her out of the house. When I met Jess, Jane was three. Yeah. When you opened the store. It's not crazy. That's so crazy. That I is. guess that's what happens when I you add Jane. 15 years yeah. to, to a business. Three. Like yeah. You're like so happy <laughs> to be in business 15 <laughs> years and have all that history. But then you look at what happens to your kids and they turn into adults in the meantime and move out on you. So anyway, yeah. So it's like, it's going to be a tear filled and some moment. Virtually <laughs> yes. For Jess Bennett. Please, all the advice. Give me all the advice. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. 
You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Ice, yes, yes, so fun. Okay, so um, really quickly, I'm going to tell you guys, we have the Dear Alice live event, which is coming up on October 6th. Mark your calendars. And the tickets are going to go on sale on August 14th. So they're going to sell out fast. We only have 65 seats live. We wanted to do this event because we're, we're like, we talk about this stuff, but they don't have visuals. And we want to be able to create an event where we can show you exactly what we're talking about. And the theme is um, entertaining. The art of gathering. The art of gathering. Yeah. Yes. And we want to show you guys, um, we want to give you the confidence to have people come over to your house, much like I'm describing for my birthday. We want to show you how to style so that you feel really comfortable with your house. We don't want it to ever be a reason why you don't have people come to your home. You should absolutely have people come over, even if it's messy. Always. Always. But we're going to show you how to style some of your surfaces, your mantle, get your throw pillows right. Make sure the space planning feels really good for conversation. We're even going to teach you how to make a guest bed so that it looks absolutely lovely so that you can have some of your guests stay over, which I think would be the ultimate weekend. And we want to get you really, really ready because you're going to be going into Halloween. So you could have a a party or a fall party welcoming the season, or you could have a party for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Friendsgiving. You could have a Christmas party, a holiday party, a work party at your house, New Year's party. So there's all of the entertaining seasons about to start. And we're like, let's hurry and get them ready before it all begins. And, um, and just share some of our favorite things as well. And we've got some really fun swag bags for you. So it's going to be about two hours, two and a half hours. It's going to be in the showroom. So if you've never been to Alice Lane, it will give you a fun chance to come and check it out. It will be after hours. So the store will be um, locked and it'll just be all yours and ours. And we're going to have a good time. I can't wait. There's going to be a Q and a live, yes. Q&A, which I'm excited I about. That that, I yeah. really think that'll be beneficial. Cause I'm like, in addition to the art of gathering, it's also just like things that are kind of evergreen knowledge that you need to know, mm-hmm. just like to live a life beautiful and to entertain at any point, right. To just like be confident in your home that it reflects you, but that you're doing it in a way that you're proud of and that you can have people come over at any time. Cause that is the most luxurious Yes. It's to just have people mm-hmm. get for Taco Bell, whatever it is, you know, like, yes, totally. Just never not throw the party. I agree. And I feel like if you're doing it in your home, that's already going to elevate the whole thing. And even Taco Bell would taste great because you're in great company. You're in a home and it's not even so much about the food. It's just more about the togetherness and the conversation. And I mean, you and I went over to go hang out with a builder when we were down in Texas and we were like, well, just come over to your house. And he served us like a protein ball that his wife had made that was in the fridge. Yeah. It was like, 
Kind of like one of those, like a haystack, but it was a protein ball. But it's like, you know how people will put like protein powders and peanut butter and oh, oatmeal yeah. and all these things. I'm guessing it's like a pre-workout or a post-workout recovery. Mm-hmm. Kind of as like a cookie dough ball, but it's delicious though. Had it's chocolate like a chips in it. Cookie type of thing. Yeah. But it's never been cooked. So it's like all raw like ingredients in a refrigerator. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So he handed us one of those in a spin drift and we sat and talked until midnight and had the best conversation. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be about the food, but we want you to feel really confident and comfortable in whatever you put out and, and just to be able to get your, your space plan, right. Yeah. And your styling a little zhuzhed and fluffed and tickled and yeah. talk you guys through it. We're going to be your coaches. Yeah. yeah. You guys as a host and hostesses to be excited because I think we've all been to parties where the host was nervous or you could tell there was just like, and it just sets the whole tone for the party mm-hmm. and like no one can quite relax and be themselves if you're not yourself. Yes, totally. And for the, the, those of you that are thinking it, yes, we are working on an e-ticket. So stay tuned. We're um, working with videographers and stuff to be able to bring it to you live. Mm -hmm. So there will also be e-tickets for sale. Yep. 97% chance there will be e-tickets for sale. Trying to get the the angles just right. Yes. So um, tickets are going to go on sale 10 a.m. on August 14th. And again, the event is on October 6th, October 6th, which is a Friday yes. night mm-hmm. yes. in Draper, Utah at desk. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be gorgeous. So plan, plan to come see us. We'd love to have you there. Okay. Um, let's talk about this article that has been out and about and making all the headlines. I feel like it was oh, a viral right situation. So, um, here's the article. It came out from, um, Washington post and the article headline is HGTV is making our homes boring and us sad, one study says. Old statement <laughs> yeah. post. Yeah. HGTV is making our homes boring and us sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes into sort of unpack um, the fact that that everybody is, I mean, in a nutshell, everybody is trying to make their homes these perfect places, like much like they're seeing on HGTV. And we all know that the biggest investment that most of us make in a lifetime, not super wealthy, obviously they own big businesses and, you know, have, they make interest on lots of things. So it's definitely not their home, but for a lot of us really normal people, the biggest invest appreciating asset that we purchase is our home and retirement can be tied up in that, right? Um, what we had down to our kids can be tied up in our property. So it's a really big decision for us. And for some reason, HGTV has gotten into the heads of people saying, you have to make a home decorated for the masses, not for your own happiness. You have to make something that everybody will like and everybody will be attracted to so that your home can be this really safe, appreciating asset. Don't make it too personal. Keep it in this color trend. This is what people want as if a real estate expert is in their head, that this is the way people are decorating. And the overall takeaway is that home is an utter embarrassment and needs a total overhaul before anyone um, would anyone with taste would ever consider putting a doormat out in front is what the, is what the article is saying. If you decorate the home so that it is really personal. So um, another point they're making is, but what happens when people consider their own homes might fare under this kind of scrutiny? It can lead to overwhelming sameness and aesthetics, according to Annette Grant, um, who's a professor over the markets um, in innovation at Buck- Bucknell University. Anyway, so they go on, they scrutinize, they judge decorating choices. They're saying that, that it needs to be able to reflect the market. And it's making a really impersonal view of home. And people are really sad about it. Yeah. I agree. For one, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree, too. And it. 
I think it's, it's interesting. Think about your own experiences walking through, like going to a friend's home. How often are they like making excuses and they're just like, Oh, don't look over here. Don't look over here. This isn't that, that done yet. Da, 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 da. We feel that all the time mm-hmm. when honestly, unless someone's like hired us to give an opinion, I, we have blinders on. Yeah. I'm not at all thinking about like, cause people should just be living their life. Mm-hmm. But isn't that interesting? But I, I'm sure I've done it myself Yeah, when people have come and this is what we do for a living. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Oh, don't look at that. Da, 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 da. And like, it just, it just puts us in a really, I think, I don't know. There's, there's a, a confidence that is fractured. Uh-huh. I think when you let somebody into your home and you're not proud of it mm-hmm. for whatever reason, for whatever social pressures are like telling you that that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I think that this is really, really important because I think we all know that home yeah. is like the place where you should feel the most comfortable. Yes. That's where you should feel the most confident. And that's where you like your children, your family, whoever comes in there, should know that they're safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I think back, I was trying to, while you were talking, I was trying to think back to me growing up, like in the eighties and the nineties, if, if I ever had that feeling of, I mean, granted, you know, I'm a teenager at the point, but you're just like letting people in. And, you know, I remember having so much company. We always had a guest room. Mm-hmm. We had people living in the guest room. Some of the time cousins would come live with us. People were always stopping by and staying. I swear. I was like, nobody stays in hotels. They all stay at our house. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we all stayed at families, families homes back yeah. in the day. Like today, when we go on vacation, we don't go on vacation to families homes or where our family lives. We just go on vacation and stay in a hotel. Yeah. But in the old, in, in the old days, in the eighties and nineties, <laughs> we would all stay at cousins homes yeah. or aunts homes and, and wherever people lived was our destination. Yeah. And we would just stay in a home and it was never about what the home looked like, but we also didn't have HGTV back then. Yeah. And, and so nobody said what our houses should look like unless our moms subscribed to better homes and garden or traditional home magazine or something else, which my mom did not. Um, but even then it was a constant like thing that's 24 hours a day on TV going through. And nobody's houses looked the same. No. Do you know what I mean? Oh no. Mm-hmm. Like I remember going over to one person's home and they had their throw pillows on a diagonal. That's fun. But you were Good like, them. I wonder why they do that. Maybe ours should be, but like nobody's pillows were all karate chopped in certain pillow, pillow schemes, right? Mm-hmm. They were all like poly filled, not yeah. even downfilled. And it probably came and they had the like sofa. jumbo welts around it. And they were like the same fabric, fabric as a sofa. Yeah. Self. Yep. Nobody said what it should be and nobody cared. We all just cared about how the home felt and we put our stuff in the guest room and we had and a great time. Cookies in the oven. Yeah. And if there weren't, you had chips away available. There's and- always cookies in the cookie jar. Yeah, okay. totally. So yeah. it's an interesting thing that this HGTV has really shaped the way, granted, I will also say there's so many real estate shows on TV, yeah. right? Selling Sunset, Million Dollar deck, million dollar Listing, like yeah. we are all watching um, Flip or Flop or whatever, you know, like there, there's a million shows on real estate and home decor and this marketplace is yeah. massive, right? It's like the beauty market, like yeah. everybody wants to get in on it. We're all so much more aware of what a home should look like than when I was growing up, you know, mm-hmm. nobody really ever said like, there's no experts that really said what your house should look like as much back then. Maybe the movies showed us what a popular girl's house would look like. But I think there's just a lot of absolutes. We've talked about this before, like in the TikTok episode and things where just like mm-hmm. even a younger generation, you know, how many homes do they have? But they're saying like, this is how it should be done. This is what's in style. This is what's not in style. Yeah. Like absolute like line in the sand. 
of what is and isn't mm-hmm. okay yeah. to do in your home, which is really polarizing because as soon as you do one thing, that thing's going to be out. That's also this like this never ending hamster wheel of trying to redo your home with like zero confidence that when that remodel is done in two years, none of those things are going to be at all, you know, they're going to be bashing those things. And so it, I, I can see how like this article would like arise because I bet people are just so anxious. Yeah. And totally and just like take, taking the individualization out of, of in one article, it ta- calls it, you know, like your, the rituals of finding one's home, mm-hmm. the things that you do to explore what should be your home, what you should have in your home. And like, if all those choices are suddenly like not an option because I have to do this, that's really polarizing. That's, it's a shame. It's mm-hmm. a real shame. Yeah. So that one can't find themselves, themselves, totally and people in their space and you do lose identity. Yes. Well, and this um, Washington post article is in response to an article that was written. It's a 60 page article. What's it called? Sue three, I dare say um, in May 22, um, it's called displacement of the professionalization of the home. And it was in the journal of consumer research. Um, and it was written by Annette Grant and Jay Handelman. And it cites like tons and tons of different studies, all different times and places, links, it goes on forever, but it kind of talks about the importance of being able to have that feeling of home, whether it be where we are tailgating, right? For a party that, right? I thought that was an interesting part. Yeah. It talks about, and we'll read a couple excerpts from it, but it talks about just how, um, when we start to try and identify in a space, you know, be it like, hopefully it's in your home. We'll talk about that. But even in public spaces in civic spaces, you know, if somebody's doing street art, they're expressing themselves, their political views, like that's them expressing themselves and saying, this is, this is where I am. This is what I believe. Um, and when you do a tailgate, you take this like concrete pad and you somehow like make it an homage to your team, mm-hmm. you know, and people gather and you're rooting, you're saying the singing the same songs. And it's just like this mass celebration of the event that's about to happen. And then like, but the same thing goes for your home that you take this place and you're, you have to put your identity in it. Mm-hmm. You guys, that's really interesting. Your whole identity, who you are into a space that is our home. That's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, they also say like, when we go to work, you know, at our desk, we bring, we start to bring that emplacement mm-hmm. into our workplace and bringing pictures of our family and things. And like, making sure that our space, our little cubicle says who we are to those around us. And this is where I'm comfortable. It talks about how much like comfort and ease come like emotionally comes from that knowing of one, one's identity and like feeling at place in their home or in wherever that is, mm-hmm. you know? And so just how, how disruptive it is to us as human beings to take that away and say that it doesn't belong. Yeah. So I think, and, and I, you know, when you read these things, you try and take it with a grain of salt, right? Where you're just like, Hey, what I'm making sure like, yeah, fact checking ourselves. And like, we have a podcast, mm-hmm. we're teaching people the things that we know to be successful. Mm-hmm. Right. And that like, this is, this is a way that we go about it. But I want everybody to know that even as we read these things, our whole intention, I think in this podcast, not, I think I know in this podcast is to give you confidence. Yes. You know, for you to figure out who you are Mm -hmm. and if this can help you apply that, um, then that's why we do this because like, that's why none of our, we don't want our homes to look the same Mm -hmm. that we work on with the client because we want them to look like the client. We have to talk to them about like who they are, what their origin is, where they went to school, 
What do their kids love? Those things are so vital in making the home successful. Cause if it looks like me, like that's cool if I move in, but like, <laughs> yeah, otherwise like it doesn't, it doesn't hold up and they won't be happy. Yeah. You know? And I think that that like our ultimate happiness comes when we can feel comfortable and confident in our own place with our own people. Telling your own story, your own story. reflecting your beliefs, what you stand for, your favorite sports teams. If you know, if that's your thing where everybody yeah. comes together and yell at the TV and you know what I mean? That triumphant spirit can be felt and the energy can be there because it's so you and it's a story of you and you know, your significant other and your kids and the stories you want them to know and the pictures and the frames. And yeah, you've got to live your life. This is not for HGTV. Your house is going to sell no matter what, no, no matter, matter what, what. You, cool. guys should, you guys should see the pictures of the house that we bought. That house told us their story. Yeah, you know? it did. And now it's my turn. Yeah. It's now it's my turn to, for that house to tell my story. Totally. And there's yeah. a million people that love to flip a home. And if yeah. it looks less desirable because it's painted lilac purple or whatever, that flipper is going to be so excited just to paint those walls neutral or whatever they're going to do with it. But I'm just saying like, like, don't do the work for them thinking that you're doing them a favor. Don't live like that. Do not. Don't live like that because HGTV says you should live like that. No. Like really figure out your story. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. saying something? Corey? I was just going to say cool home sell. I mean, if you, even if yeah. the buyer is like, ah, oh, like would change this, but like these couple things are like really cool about it, you know, like yeah. that sells a home yeah. and, um, yeah. One thing that I think is really interesting about this study is that, I mean, I think I've said this on past podcasts and I've been saying it for a couple of years, but like HG, in my opinion, HGTV is ruining good design mm -hmm. um, and is totally watering it down. This is taking it to the next step. It's like, it's making us sad. Yeah. Like, I mean, because bold statement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. way bolder than what I've been saying for a couple of years, but uh, it makes sense yeah. because if we're living in a place where we don't feel at home mm -hmm. because it's, you know, someone else's formula. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, what are we going to become? Yeah, exactly. You know? I think very watered down versions of who we are really sad. If HGTV is listening right now, I think we need a show where we can teach people mm -hmm. how to make their homes look like them and feel like them 100%. and come up with unique individual stories for the people that live there. Mm -hmm. And we would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make that happen. We yeah. should. We definitely should. Call us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corey just did a hand gesture for calling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. That's from So I Married an Axe Murder. Who's in that? Um, Call me. I, we have a point here that is um, purchase over time and edit often. I think like most of us in the real world, we're not going to be able to do everything all at once. Yeah. Right. As Suzanne yeah. is really beautifully demonstrating for each of us. She will wait till an emergency and then remodel that portion of the house. Right, Sue? Because you're paying for the last emergency or yeah. the roof or something. Yeah. And like it's, or a dental it's emergency. Or, yeah. Totally. Yeah, dental emergencies. Yeah. A lot of SOS over here. <laughs> no, but I think it's normal. It's Whether there's an emergency normal. or not, we usually are like, oh, Hey, I'm having a dinner party. I should hurry and fix yeah. up my porch or the area where we're going to be partying. Right. Exactly. We, there's different things in our, or, Oh, I'm going to have a back, an outdoor wedding in my backyard. I'm going to fix that up. So mm -hmm. different events take place in our life. I've got a, mm -hmm. whatever, there's always something you decide to host the holidays and yeah. suddenly you're getting a new living room or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we all are purchasing over time. And, um, I think the edit often thing it's something that I was talking to Sue about. I was like, you're so good at the edit, Sue. She's really, really good. I Thanks, think because Jess. you've, you haven't lived in a home with, um, a extra closet or a storage room. Mm 
And so you've sold things and you've just gotten rid of them. Stuff real fast. It's amazing. You you're not a hoarder. You don't have attachment to things. You are you're a mover and a shaker. And I feel like you're really good at moving on with stuff. I bet people that like live in small cities, like I don't live in a small city necessary. I don't, I live in Utah. I'm in the great West. Right. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of like that mentality though. Like you just don't have room for it. So you're not going to keep it. And if it like doesn't, it doesn't serve you anymore. It doesn't serve me anymore. Like Mm -hmm. just, just is always just like every single baby. You're like surprised that you got pregnant. And then you're like, we have to buy everything new again. Suzanne, you guys, sold, Suzanne sold her crib. She sold the baby's car seat, the strollers, the breast pumps, the so much brand new gear. So expensive. 100% of the time, Sue sells everything. And then she's like, oh shoot, I just got pregnant again. And then she has to rebuy all the gear again. It's amazing. Brand new. And then she sells it as soon as she's done. I think I'm done breastfeeding and she sells the breast pump. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I just, I don't want to like hold on to it. If it's just, if it's not yeah. serving me, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't have room. I, yeah. I don't have room yeah. to hold on to extra things. Totally. You know? And so like that moves out and then just like, I, and I don't know. I don't, but you're good at that yeah, with I'm the whole at, home. Not just, yeah. I guess, not just um, your kids or what they're into or their hobbies, yeah. or if they're a baby or not a baby, you're just good at it in general. I was saying, do you remember that beautiful pinstripe sofa you had that was, that was, had a silver leafed base. Where did that go? And you're like, Oh, I sold it. And I was like, we didn't even talk about it. Like, when did you sell it? <laughs> She's just really good at, at editing often, right? Keeping yeah. things fresh and um, just kind of but holding on to the things that are like, there are things that I won't sell, mm-hmm. you know? And that comes down to my art. Cause I know that that's my thing. Yeah. Cause I figured out that out a long time ago or like over my journey, you yeah, know? And for sure. And there are things that you, I think as you start to identify yourself that you'll be like, that's, that's evergreen. That's part of my collection. If you had to collect, like create a collection based mm-hmm. around you and your family, what would that look like? What would you put in that catalog? Yeah. You know, that's an interesting, I think thing to go through and just go through your house like that Yeah, and be like, is, would I want this in my collection? Would I buy it tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like for this purpose, if I wouldn't, then I shouldn't, I shouldn't buy it now spend money on it now. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't keep it on the shelf. If it like says nothing about me, mm-hmm. I should bounce, you know, yeah, sell it or just give it away, give it new life mm-hmm. and someone else will find joy in it and put it in their catalog. Totally. And we do that for clients like at the very, very beginning. And this is, I keep saying, we're going to go back to this article and keep talking, but we keep saying, mm-hmm. talking about other stuff. Um, but we create what's called a North star. Mm-hmm. And that is like when we meet a client and we interview them and we're trying to understand the identity of this home, we take their images, we build it with some other images. We talk about this whole packet of images with them, what they like, what they don't like, what resonates, what doesn't, what, you know, it creates a reaction, good or bad. And then we like create, you know, we edit everything out and we have this North Star packet that we continually reference as we're designing this home. So it has integrity. Mm-hmm. Every room we look back at the North Star we make sure that we're still on the same track so that we don't diverge and go to someone else's North star. Cause that would be mm-hmm. faulty. Right. So yeah. anyway, that'll be a takeaway, but, but yeah, I was going to, do you want me to read this? Stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Okay. This is from that article that we were um, referencing. That's in the journal of consumer research. And in the, the very first paragraph in this um, article, it says, this research directs our attention to the dynamics surrounding the changing cultural understanding of the place we call home. Traditionally, the home is regarded as a place of singularization that is to be aligned with the homeowner's unique identity. 
This traditional meeting has come to be confronted with a contradictory understanding of the home as a marketplace asset. I think we should pause on some of these things. The marketplace asset is a thing that the home, instead of just being yours, you're getting ready to sell, Mm -hmm. you know, as if your personal home was a flip and, or just that mentality that even if you have zero planning plans to sell, you still have that like bug in your ear saying, I should just paint it gray or white. Yeah. Cause that's better resell. Yeah. In case, you know, I have a stroke tomorrow. We need to move it. Yeah. You know, um, but it's, it's interesting. They talk a lot about that as it becoming a marketplace asset. Um, homeowners come to experience a market reflected gaze that shuns singularization while driving homeowners to exhibit expertise and aligning their homes with marketplace standards. Professionalization of the home through marketplace expertise and standardization discourages personalization, leading to an experience of disorientation with the place of home. Oh, so sad. So sad. To be disoriented, man, like being disoriented in your own home. You guys, do you want to know what? I feel like I don't have any data to prove this, but it's my gut that says in the old days, the mo- mom and dad would just buy a home and you would live there. You would move if you were moving to a new city or something. But for the most part, our parents just put down roots and we just lived in that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving would be like once in a 20 or 30 year thing, right? When there's a life circumstance change or a job change. It feels like now people trade hands on homes more often because they're moving up, right? Mm-hmm. And that they're buying and selling and they're trading and they're da, 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 which makes, which makes you realize that's why everybody's going homogenous with their homes yeah. is so that they're attract, attractable, so that they're attractive mm-hmm. to everybody at all times because they know that they're going to make another move again. They just can't instead commit. of <laughs> Instead of saying, I'm going to make a home yeah. and I'm going to live here mm-hmm. in my days and we're going to grow old here and we're going to tell our stories here and I'm going to let, you know, I'm going to become a grandma here and plant flowers with my grandkids. And do you know what I mean? You're going to have memories in the yard and you're going to have memories inside and you're going to have yeah. in the door frames, you're going to have markings of when your kids were this tall. And you know what I mean? Like you're really yeah. going to like live in the home. And write on the walls and have, you know, markings from when the teenager punched a hole in the wall when he broke up with his girlfriend or do you mean like, like the stories are all going to be there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I just feel like people trade homes more often nowadays because also front of mind is the real estate game and making Mm -hmm. the home attractive to more people and the moving up and all of that. And it feels like nobody probably lives in a home for 30 or 40 years anymore. And this sense of sad, you just like wrote, like you just said a storybook. Yeah. But do do you guys have that feeling? I don't have any data to prove it, but I feel like if people are living the HGTV way, it means that they're not going to live like that for a long time. I was, I was just telling these guys a story that I, not a story, a true, this is a true fact about my life. I go for a walk every night around this big Frisbee park by my house. And there is a house that I'm pretty darn sure was a model home at one point, probably 12 to 15 years ago, my guess. Yeah. Cause these homes have been done long before I built my house and I've been in my house for like eight years. Yeah. So anyway, this house has clear story windows out the back, meaning there's no grids and it's just perfect views to this big, huge park. And there's no fence in the backyard. So we can see right into the backyard. Some of the neighbors have chosen to put in back fences. They haven't. Yeah. Um, And you can see in all the windows at night when the lights are on and it looks like a model home. Mm -hmm. There's a dining room and there's place settings at each place. So there's a placemat, there's cloth napkins, there's plates, bowls, spoons, all Truman show about this. Yeah. Everything stacked on top of it. Like, 
What's the show with Jason Bateman in it? Uh, Arrested Development. It's like Arrested Development. Uh, they're like living in the model. They're living in the model home. And sometimes I see the lights go on and I see them putting groceries inside. I'm like, oh, hey, somebody's a life. People, there's people, they're living, they're living them. And there's a p- grand piano and the, the piano yeah. lid is lifted on it. And the furniture's all perfect and everything. And I'm just like, I wonder if they ever dine at the dining table or if the dining table is just to remain in perfect form at all times so that they have that feeling of full and completeness, but they don't really ever live in the house because they want it to remain perfect. Right. Yeah. And so as we're talking about the HGTV house, I'm seeing this home mm-hmm. every single night as I walk around the park over and over again, I'm looking at it going, are they really just going to live like this? They can put the dishes away. Like they could really actually just, you know, like mm-hmm. have Thanksgiving there one day, but I think they're too afraid to disrupt the perfection that whatever the decorator set up Yeah. Yeah. 12 years ago still remains intact yeah. Just the wildest thing, but Just, it, that is a complete but, displacement of home, right? You know, they're living in some, in a, in a decorator's version of perfection. A stranger's house. You're living in a stranger's house. Yeah. But right? they put their groceries in the fridge and they sleep in the beds or maybe they sleep in the attic. Like maybe yeah, like, like Jason Bateman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the Bluths. <laughs> like the Bluths, like Michael <laughs> Bluth. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it is, it's a fascinating study on the human psyche to not get to really truly be home. And I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to say in this podcast is you got to go home. Got to go home. You got to just make a home for yourself and it's okay if it gets dirty and it's okay if you've always wanted that purple bathroom like Suzanne once had or whatever. But as I watch you design these bathrooms, like full out, you know, just like your favorite color, which has always been green. Mm. And you're doing this beautiful minty bathroom for yourself with a green countertop and burled cabinets. Like everybody's going to die over that. It'd be really fun. It's going to be such a fun, warm feeling when they see it in contrast to what they see on TV. Yeah. And I'm excited for myself, but every time I look back at the listing pictures, nobody probably moved on this house because of those listing pictures. Like it was their home though. So that's why I've never really done it before and after. Cause I'm like, Gosh, that feels disrespectful Yeah, for, the, for it her my dream. case because it was her dream and that yeah. her pictures and her story. And I'm like, what a, you know, jerk move it would be if I was just like, look how terrible it looked before. <laughs> yeah. It should look like a transformation come becoming you. Yeah. Right. But I'm just like Barbara Park, she, they raised their kids. Then when their kids like had hard times, they took in their grandkids and they just threw panels up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And like just such mad respect for just like bringing people in and just like, she was so proud because she had pictures all over the walls, you guys, just like mm. of just everything. Like there was not a blank space on that wall and it all had her on it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's beautiful, Bar Park. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I kind of miss the orchid a little bit just because like, yeah, didn't know her well, her but I was just like, that was, you know, I bet that was her favorite color. It was her idea. Was her she went color. for it. Yep. She went yeah. for it. Now, now I'm doing me. Yeah. And you're that's going really for fun. it. Yeah. House so, of dreams. It's yeah. you and Barbara. Sure. Yeah. Me and Barb. So good. Oh, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you guys can really, really make your home a home and just dig in deep and don't think about the resale. Do what's best for you. It's going to be more attractive and it's going to have that feeling. If you do have to sell it, that feels really, really good. And I think that's what people are going to buy at the end of the day. If you guys have any ideas for podcasts or you want us to answer any questions, please send them to Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. 
Again, that's Dear Alice, alicelanehome.com. And come see us live at the Dear Alice live event. Again, it's going to be October 6th and tickets are going to go on sale August 14th. We'll see you there. Guys, I think there's going to be cookies and milk. I don't know. Possibility. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 